Life Unrehearsed on CJD 800, brought to you by Alavida.ca. Celebrate a life well lived before or after death. That's why we are very lucky today to have Jamie Benesri, the CEO and founder of Legal Logic. He's in the house. He is going to be answering questions about the three t- main or top uh, most common legal issues. So number one, traffic violations. Number two, divorce and family challenges. And uh, number three, family challenges in the event of a death of a loved one. So I, I was going to add in also world hunger to that because I think <laughs> yes, we didn't have enough going know, on at this point. Four and five, I dedicate yeah. myself to philanthropy and that's yeah. what gets me up in the morning. So uh, we are going to do rapid fire. So here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Re- on your mark, you said go. Let's number go. one, how do you contest a traffic ticket? Everyone has the right to contest a traffic ticket. Now, my, my the number one thing that people do um, kind of inadvertently thinking that they're doing themselves a favor is writing on the back of that ticket. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when it gives you a whole little section to contest or, or to give your explanations, be careful because you do things spontaneously. Sometimes you're putting something in that can hurt you in the event of, tra- ah. of a trial. So be careful what you write. It's not mandatory to put any explanations. Everyone has the right to contest. Okay. And if you want to plead guilty halfway through or even when you're in front of the judge you can do that you can always change your plea but anyone's allowed to contest their traffic ticket how long does it take so you got 30 days from the issuance of the ticket you got to check that not guilty box you send it in you know maybe you'll call your lawyer you get some tips in between but it's really as simple as that it's a free process if you lose at the end there could be some administrative fees Mm -hmm. but it's open everyone has the right to exercise you know, to, to plead not guilty and, and, and uh, you know, give their get their chance in court. And for me, this is this is, you know, this is almost therapeutic for a lot of people. They want to get the chance. This is people's okay. first access to justice. <laughs> this is Judge Judy style where okay. you go in front of the, the judge and you're giving, you know, you're venting. Right. So it's, you know, this is therapy for a lot of people. And I think part of that is, is I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there as well. I, someone told me the other day I got a, a ticket uh, for stopping and I didn't fully stop. Well, yeah. What does fully stop? Is that the three second rule? Oh, so uh, what you have have misconceptions out there what are some of the most popular misconceptions great question the you know the the american stop let's talk about that first of all the law doesn't define a particular time for which you have to immobilize your vehicle a lot of people think it's three seconds Mm -hmm. that's just like a litmus test i think it's just an urban legend that our that our mothers told us or our driving instructors back in the day that's that's a that's a myth also if there's a white line on the ground and a and a a stop uh, a panneau d'arrêt you know you got to stop at the panneau and not the line if they're not at the same you know, distance. So you got to be careful with that as well. What about those uh, laser guns and the the radar? I mean, sometimes they're off. Can we actually contest that or we got to go by what that damn machine says? People have been contesting this since the beginning of time. <laughs> They've been upheld all the way to, you know, the Court of Appeal of Quebec, the highest court. They could be beat. Okay, so uh-huh. the judge doesn't have to choose which version he likes better, the police or the or the defendant, the judge, you need to raise a reasonable doubt. So you know what is your defense? You know you, you know, and a lot of people come and tell me I had a stomach ache, I had to go to the bathroom. Right, right. Yeah. You know I was gonna I was gonna pee my pants. Well, guess what? Those aren't legal defenses. <laughs> They're not. Those are just really funny <laughs> stories that lawyers like to make fun okay. of you behind your back oh. after you come in and tell you. Oh, after they write you the check. After you know. Yeah. After, right. after you know. So, after they get your business. Thank you. That's Jamie Benesri, uh, CEO and founder of Legal Logic, and he is giving us the uh, DL down low on uh, (laughs) traffic violations and we're going to move into another topic but one last question about traffic violations what happens if you lose your license okay so if you lose your license you still can get your license back if you if you pass the litmus test do you need your license for work are you on the road okay so if you're basically working from home you know the judge may not grant it to you 
So, you know, if you need to come into CGAD every day, if you're doing sales on the road, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to meet clients on the road, that is, that is for me an essential criteria to go and get that um, restricted license where you can drive during the day or at all times, depending okay. on what the judge grants. Good, good to know. Good to know. Uh, Jamie, we said this is rapid fire Q&A. Yeah. Okay, Let's we, keep going. Tra- traffic violations. We're going to switch gears to divorce. Another very popular topic in your world. And by the way, we could do a full show on every right, one of these. Right. Okay, so yeah. in thirty right. seconds or less. Okay. <laughs> now, how does one or a couple? How how does the splitting the assets process work? So it you know contrary to you know what we see in the U.S. and all these shows that kind of get primetime attention. In in Quebec, it's 50-50 down the line, okay? And, and you really got to be careful because some people are like, you know, I'm common law, and I've been living with this person for mm-hmm. three years. It doesn't work that way. Contrary to other jurisdictions, in Quebec, you're either married or you're not. And, you know, Lola, the famous case that we've heard about, mm-hmm. is it was really the litmus test for this. And right now, if you're not married, you're not entitled to anything unless there's a will, unless there's an insurance policy, unless you're specifically designated that asset. But in Quebec, you're, if you're married 50-50, the prenup you know, has very limited impact in Quebec. So right now, you're either married or you're not married. And if you're married, you know, we have a civil code in Quebec right. that Napoleon granted us many centuries ago. Mm-hmm. We look to that, and that's the rule book for how to split assets. But primary home, RRSPs, all that stuff is up for grabs when mm-hmm. you're getting a divorce. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. What about what I would call the greatest asset, which is how do people properly or sensitively deal with the custody of their kids? Uh, okay, so, you know, um, obviously this is, this is the most, you know, uh, a sacred right that any parent, uh, you know, can, 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 mm-hmm. can be bestowed. So right now it's, it's, it's split custody by default. And really the, 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 the man or the woman who's arguing for an uneven split of custody really needs to make a, you know, a, a really compelling story. Is the other one on drugs? Is he a deadbeat parent? Or is he or she a deadbeat parent? It's mm-hmm. not always the guy. And you know, what does that look like in front of a judge? So you really need to have a compelling story as to why it shouldn't be an even split. All right, continuing along. Uh, we always hear about child support and alimony, and it's yeah. not the same thing. Let's start with child support. Uh, who pays child support? I'm assuming it's based on income of both parents. So that, that's absolutely right. So right, you know, we'll we'll use both. You know, alimony. You know, child support. And right now, you know, the way that it works is that there's a table. There's a, there's a form that lawyers will fill it, they'll fill in, and it'll give a breakdown of how much money you earn, what are the assets, and it'll it'll kind of it'll very neatly calculate the parent that should be contributing um, to what amount. And for what for what uh, chef? So right now we're looking at how do you know who earns what, and if you're earning more, typically you'll be contributing more either to the spouse or to the, the children's education, their day camp, their you know orthodontia bills, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is really determined by the parent that works and what their salaries like. Okay, one last question on this one. I mean, I could go on, but <laughs> the truth is, speaking of money, what about legal fees? How much maybe are they looking at for legal fees, good. and is there even a way to reduce the cost? Such a good question. So obviously, you know, um, the parent with greater means will often, you know, unfortunately use their lawyer as uh, you know a, a legal assassin to bury the other person in paperwork and create legal procedures that'll be very hard to contest so it's possible for the for the lesser fortunate financial parent to actually ask the court for the other for the other spouse to cough up some money in order for them to defend themselves evenly and fairly in the justice system 
Makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. fairly is what it's, yep. what it's about. And there's, there's legal uh, legal aid, obviously, which is obviously sometimes right. available. We're well, listening to Jamie Benesri, yeah, founder and CEO of Legal Man, Logic, trying to catch his breath yeah. here. Yeah. And we're going to switch <laughs> switch gears in just a second. We're going to uh, be talking about a very important topic as well, and kind of segues into our first half guest with right. Alavita: family yeah. challenges in the event of death of a loved one. Hot, hot topic. We're going to hear and talk to Jamie about that as soon as we hear from the CJD Traffic Center. Life Unrehearsed on CJD 800, brought to you by alavida.ca. Celebrate a life well lived before or after death. And welcome back to Life Unrehearsed. I'm Matt Delvecchio here with Corey Sirota, and we are engaged in a rapid fire QA with Jamie Benizri, CEO and founder of. Legal logic, having some fun here. I uh, can't believe we got the first two topics in. Jamie, you way guys, to go. Good you guys for you. went hard. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving this. He's sweating. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to move on to the, the third most popular one. Um, and, uh, you know, it's family challenges in the event of a death of a loved one. We are hearing that more and more. And let's start, Jamie, with a will. We're always trying to promote having a will. What happens if you don't have a will? Oh man, I have, you know, this has made careers. This has, you know, generated some huge legal fees uh, for people when it was so avoidable. You know, putting your wishes down, whether it's a holograph, I mean, there's three ways that you can put your wishes on paper. And the last guest can, can attest to this. You can write the whole thing out by hand and sign it. You can have it draft on the computer and have two will two um, uh, witnesses sign off on it, saying that they were with you when you signed this, or you can have it notarized. And you know the 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 cost to do this is so not inhibiting. You should have this. And what happens if you don't have one is that you run the risk of having the public curator mm-hmm. jumping in and actually taking over your assets, controlling your affairs, and deciding uh, things that you don't want the government meddling in. So get that will. That will okay. You get heard that him. will. Get that it, will. Then it is not. It. it is not ambiguous. It's no. very crystal clear. So what about? I know there's all these kinds of confusions around. You said you mentioned the public curator. I'm, what about things like power of attorney? So power of attorney. So the power of attorney is a document that's useful when you're living. So if mm-hmm. you're in Florida, if your parents are in Florida, they're sound of mind, they're in good shape, and they they want you to sell, you know, their building, mm-hmm. or they want you to kind of help with their banking. You get the power of attorney, and it, it'll allow the bank to authorize the, the designated person to go ahead and, and make uh, changes or uh, kind of um, authorize certain transactions. That's in your living. Now, in the event that the person is unconscious, you know, incapacitated, the mandate in the event of incapacity will um, actually, um, you know, can be um, homologated, probated in court with a social worker, somebody like, uh, you know, Ms. Erickson. Uh, you know, or, you know, somebody who's sitting next to me. <laughs> and at that point, what happens is that with a doctor's report, with the social worker's report, I can go to court and I can actually have the court um, um, sign off on that, that mandate in the event of incapacity. That's Jamie Benezri, CEO and founder of Legal Logic uh, at Jamie in My World, where um, we're helping moms and dads move into retirement homes. Very often, um, power of attorney is necessary. A lot of times, the adult children don't even know they need this because I deal with a lot of cognitive issues and maybe Alzheimer's kicked in. And sometimes they do need that mandate because mom just does not have the capacity to sign that lease or to sell the home. And 
all hell breaks out. That's it's, right. It's turmoil. So you've got the power of attorney. The next level would be to get that mandate of incapacity. Absolutely. And just to understand, you need to get a, a doctor's uh, assessment Correct. as well as social worker's the assessment. The social worker's got to come in and make sure that the person is actually incapable of taking care of themselves. And then i got to convince a judge that with the medical report, with the social worker's report, then you know I am able to because I mean, you're stripping the person of their rights. So this is huge. Okay. okay. This is and, huge. and how long will that process? It could take three, four, five months. Oh, it could take, it could take a while. You yeah. know, and, and you know, unfortunately, it does take a while. And you know, if if things are, are are dire or the person's assets are really in jeopardy, it could really wreak havoc in in the person's patrimony, and 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 estate. So I want to actually go right into that because that's the other piece of all of this is so it's great to have and help a, a parent with power of attorney when they're not uh, when they're incapacitated the mandate but what about those children that maybe take potentially advantage mm. of the of their parent and uh, almost uh, yeah coerce it's so just, I mean the, you know these according to you know the law can we can disinherit. These ungrateful children, and it does happen. You know, I go up against ungrateful children all the time, and you know, unfortunately, I do see abuse. I see abuse sometimes when you know, when when a rich older man marries, you know, a, a very cunning young lady who will come in for the wrong reasons and try to uh, change the will at the last minute. This is all subject to verification, and the court can actually overturn certain documents that were deemed to have been entered into abusively, aggressively. Uh, where the consent was vitiated, where the consent was uh, not necessarily there. Wow, that's Jamie Benezri uh, from the CEO and founder of Legal Logic. <laughs> he is just amazing. <laughs> and so, I'm throwing uh, out all my big words today. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, it's, it's impressive, <laughs> and, I, I, and, and I can pronounce your name. And always, always, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what would if you had to give a real big piece of advice, uh, take home advice around? settling estates around dealing with death of a loved one, what would it be? I would say, you know, get your wishes down. And you know what? You got to speak to the last guest. Alavida can actually, you know, participate okay. in, you know, pre-planning, uh, planning for your, uh, you know, in the event of death. And I think that can go a long way. But get it on paper, people, okay, please. Okay, so how, thank you. How do we get in touch with you? Jamie Benizri at Legal Logic. So J-A-M-I-E. That's Benizri with one Z. It's not written in the Italian way. Ticketa.ca for any traffic violations. And hey, you could do your will from our website, legallogic.com. Thank you so much. You are uh, on fire, Jamie. You're you're on to uh, you know as Alavida <laughs> is a trendsetter. Legal Logic, you're taking a whole new approach to, to legal matters. Congratulations! Thanks you're so much. A hell of a Thanks job. for having me. You know? And muzzle tov on your show. <laughs> fifty you. episodes. Yes. We'll talk about fifty episodes next That's week. It. We right. have our one year anniversary. Uh, we cannot wait to talk about that. We're going to have some of our best clips, and we will also have Stephanie Novick and Roz Wiener from Coming Center, who will be talking about stepping into spring. So please listen in every Sunday to life unrehearsed at 4 p.m. First, we're going to head out to news shortly.